right, man, good morning. Good to see you. How was the burrito? Is it good? All right. Yeah, Don asked where they came from. Chipotle, huh? Those are big. They look like they came from Chipotle, but actually the guys made them. So Marvin was up early. Who else? Marvin, Jeremiah. Ray was on the coffee. So thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, on your tables, I want to draw your attention to this real quickly. Uh, on the back is some information about what's coming up with New Life Men. And I, I especially want to highlight the prayer breakfast. Because in January, we're going to actually move this to Saturday morning at 7.30. And one of the reasons why is because I, I hear all the time from guys, Hey, I want to come to that, but I've got to be at work at 7.30 or the guys at Fort Carson, there's just a lot of guys who can't come in the middle of the week. And so you'll notice uh, it's going to be Saturday, January 14th, so you can plug that into your calendar at 7.30. And then uh, we have a men's night out coming up February 22nd with Pastor Larry Stockstill. And so that's going to be a great night as well. And then, of course, really what what I really want to encourage you to do, if you haven't already, is get plugged in with one of the fire teams. These are guys who are just being real intentional to walk together, to encourage one another, to strengthen one another, to pursue God together in the, the context of community. And so there's a list of all of the available fire teams on our website. There's a picture of each leader and then a description of what each group is about. So you can see that. Uh, on the, the website. So, okay, I want to share just for a few minutes, then we'll spend some time praying at your tables, but I want to share about a God who shows up. A God who shows up. And if you brought your Bible, you can open it up to John chapter 1. If not, we'll have the scripture verses on the screen. But Christmas can be kind of a stressful time of year with the financial responsibilities and the busyness of the season and everything going on. It can be pretty, pretty stressful, and the stress can actually squeeze out a lot of the joy of what we're celebrating at Christmas. A couple of years ago, Christmas felt really stressful to us, and one particular day in early December, this was the scene. I'm upstairs in my home office, and I had just opened up an unexpected bill that was quite large, and so I'm up there stressing about this bill, looking at the budget, doing the numbers, my wife is downstairs with Christmas music blaring, singing the Christmas songs, and she's hanging up Christmas lights. So the opposite ends of the spectrum. I'm stressed upstairs. She's rejoicing and celebrating and putting up Christmas lights downstairs. And I'm thinking, why did we just pay 50 bucks for Christmas lights? Come on. <laughs> and so it was in that moment when God was like, Gabe, think about this. What is she celebrating? She's celebrating, and you should too, by the way, Gabe, Emmanuel, the arrival. She's celebrating the reality that I'm a God who's near. I'm with you. I'm among you. And essentially, he was just saying, you don't have to figure this out by yourself. Gabe, I'm a God who shows up. I did, and I'm here today. And I started thinking about that. And the more I started thinking about that, the more peace came. And I realized it's true. I don't have to figure this out. And looking, again, that was a couple years ago. Looking back, he was so faithful. There was nothing to stress about. 
But we have a God who shows up time and time again. It's who he is. It's in his nature. And let's take a look at uh, some of these verses in John chapter 1, starting in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Down to verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. When he showed up, people didn't recognize him. They didn't know who it was. Verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet then, verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I've just been meditating on this just the last week or so. The reality of what this is saying, that the one who made all things, the ruler of, the, of all things, the king of kings and the lord of lords, he came and he entered our story. And he entered our story in such a humble and obscure way. It was so unexpected that when he did come and he did show up, people did not recognize him. And here's the amazing thing. Because he is a God who shows up, he still comes in humble and obscure ways. And I think we often miss when he shows up because it's not what we expect. It's him, but we don't recognize him. And so this morning what I want to do is I just want to stir a curiosity in us, an anticipation in us to begin to look for him in all of the different ways that he does show up. We don't have to force him to show up. That's his heart. That's who he is. That's what he wants to do for us. We just have to keep our eyes open and have a sense of expectancy and anticipation to say, okay, how are you showing up? Give me eyes to see. Oftentimes, when, when I pray, if I'm facing a situation that's stressful or concerning, and I start to pray about it, oftentimes Jesus will say, Gabe, you're going to see me show up in this. He doesn't necessarily tell me what it's going to look like or how it's going to happen. He just says, you'll see me show up in this. And I used to still worry and, and be really anxious, even if he said this, but I've learned over the years, okay, if, if this is what he's saying. I have confidence to believe he really is going to show up. He's just done it so many times. It's like, yes, of course you're going to show up. So he'll speak that to me. You'll see me show up in this. And then my responsibility is to, to be watchful, to have faith, to believe, okay, he really is. So God, give me eyes to see. And then it's fun to see how he does show up. Because oftentimes it is in a kind of obscure ways that are easy, so easy to miss. One example of this in terms of God saying, I'm going to show up in this, happened this summer. So my wife and I have been minivan drivers for many years. Before I had kids, I said, okay, I'm never going to drive a minivan. After kids, I said, honey, I think we need a minivan. It's like there's a special divine grace that comes upon men that makes them okay with driving a minivan. 
So that grace came upon me. And we drove a minivan for several years, and then that grace lifted. And my wife and I said, okay, I think we don't need a minivan anymore. So we went out and we found a new vehicle. We felt great about it, had a peace about it. We really liked it. It was new to us. It wasn't new. And uh, so we bought it as is from a dealership, which, looking back, was probably a mistake. And so a month later, it dies. And we tried to jump it, tried to fix it, tried everything in my own limited understanding of vehicles to fix it, and nothing was happening. And so we had to get it towed to the dealership. They looked at it. Oh, yeah, this is what was wrong. We fixed it. You're good to go. Two weeks later, it dies again. Same thing. Tow it back to the dealership. They look at it. Oh, actually, this is what was wrong with it, but you're good to go now. Three weeks later, it dies again. Now, my wife is the one driving it, so she said, Gabe, I am done driving. I am not driving this vehicle anymore. We need to take it back. And I'm thinking, why did we buy this as is? And so I'm wrestling with it. We take it back. I'm going to lose a lot of money. I mean, they made me sign like five times next to the as is line. I'm researching lemon laws. I'm doing everything I know to do. And I'm just praying, God, what do we do with this? Now, I know this is minor compared to a, a lot of other things. But God is interested in even minor things. He's engaged. And so I'm like, God, what are you doing in this vehicle? We had a piece about it. We felt like this was the right vehicle. Now it looks like we're going to lose quite a bit of money off of this. And as I prayed, Jesus said, Gabe, you're going to see me show up in this. Now, he didn't answer my question, do we take this vehicle back and get something else? Or do we just keep grinding it out, hoping that we're really going to get this thing fixed? You'll see me show up in this. Okay. So it actually happens again a fourth time. No joke. We have to tow it down there a fourth time. And after the fourth time, they guaranteed, guaranteed it was fixed. Now, this was a fancy dealership, high-tech mechanic shop. I mean, it, it was, it looked pretty high speed. So after their guarantee, I assumed it was safe to go on a road trip. <laughs> hey, don't judge me here. <laughs> Jeez. I know, it's, it's embarrassing. But we go on a road trip. And it was, the vehicle was working fine. Everything was great. We're coming back. And when I pull over in western Kansas, the middle of nowhere, at this shack of a gas station. I call it a gas station because technically there were gas pumps in front of this shack. But it looked like a strong wind could knock this place over. I mean, it was... So I, I fill up the vehicle with gas. I've got my wife next to me, my three little kids in the back, and I go to turn it on, and it's dead. In the seemingly worst possible place, I don't think there was a tow truck within miles. And where would I even tow it? So my wife, tears fill her eyes. My kids are getting cranky in the back seat, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. This guy tries to help me jump it, nothing. And so we're just sitting there trying to figure out, okay, what do we do? And out of this shack of a gas station walks this older man, one of the most ordinary men I've ever seen. And he said, what's going on? And I gave him a 
about a 15-second description of what we've been dealing with with this vehicle, mainly just out of frustration. I said, oh, this thing's a piece. It's a lemon. And he reaches his hand down into the engine, and he fiddles with it. I'm still trying to problem solve and figure out who to call. And he goes, yep, that's what I thought. He walks back into the building. He comes out with some tools, reaches back in there. He's fiddling with it. I'm like, what? who is this guy and what are you doing? And he looks at me square in the eyes and he says, try it. Started right up. And he said, it's fixed for good now. Turned around and walked back in. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. So I drive out of the parking lot. Thank you. I drive out of the parking lot, and as I drive out, Jesus says, I told you I'd show up. I told you I'd show up. It was the same Jesus who showed up in the middle of nowhere, Bethlehem, in such obscurity, in a stable. He's born and placed in this feeding trough of a manger. It's like, whoa, this is the king of kings in a feeding trough. Same Jesus who shows up in the middle of nowhere to say, yep, did you see me? Did you see me in him? Did you see how I orchestrated that? Did you see how I showed up? Did you see how I came through for you? That's who I am, Gabe, and watch for me. So think about that regarding your life. What are some situations that are concerning? What are some things that, are, that feel a little uncertain, unstable right now? As men, we try to go into, okay, what's the answer? Let's, let's figure this out. Let's fix it. And it's easy to forget that he is a God who loves to show up. And he loves to show up in such obscurity that we have to look for him or we won't even recognize him. And it's not just him showing up in stressful or concerning situations or things that seem like a big deal, but he is a God who loves to show up on a daily basis. He loves to show up on a daily basis. And I think he's looking for men who will just be looking for him, who will have eyes to see, ears to hear, that will walk each day, even if it seems so ordinary, if it seems so mundane, if it seems so routine, if we can still walk with such an anticipation, an expectancy to know that he truly is with us. Now, when I say show up, it doesn't mean he's leaving and he comes and he goes and it's like, are you with us? No. The scripture says he'll never leave us, he'll never forsake us. I'm talking about, but how does he reveal himself in unique ways? What's he about today? What's he doing today? How's he wanting to speak today? How's he revealing himself? And I think the more we begin to approach each day with that sense of anticipation and that expectancy and that curiosity, the more we'll realize, oh, 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 oh. Everybody else is like, it's just a normal day, but like, no, that was him. That was him. That was him. There he was. He's everywhere. And I think one of the very best ways, just to wrap things up, I think one of the very best ways to train our eyes and ears to recognize him 
how do we learn to recognize him? Is by praising him and thanking him for little things throughout the day. Because as we do that, as we praise him for little things, as we thank him, God, thank you. I praise you for that. Thank you. These things that may seem small, but as, as we do that, we're training ourselves to recognize it's him. The scripture says every good and perfect gift comes from him. And so let's, let's believe it. Let's act like it. Yes, thank you, God. Everybody else may seem think that's no big deal, but that was from you. Thank you. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And the more we praise him and thank him for little things, we're training our eyes to recognize. And then when we face that situation that's concerning, it's like, oh, no, I'm not worried. I have a God who shows up. I know he's going to show up. So I want to encourage you, just close your eyes for a few moments and think about, think about this Christmas season. What are some things that are concerning? What are some things that might feel stressful to you? What are some areas of your life where you're really needing him to show up? And just ask him to give you a sense of uh, anticipation. Ask him to increase your faith so you'll believe that he's truly going to show up in that situation. And ask him to give you eyes to see when he does show up, that you'll be able to recognize him. And what I sense in this moment God wants to do is he wants to give you peace. I just believe a lot of men here this morning are feeling the stress of life. I believe God is saying, I want to give you peace. The scripture says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. Pray about it. Tell him. And the peace of God, which goes beyond anything we can even comprehend, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So, Father, thank you for your peace. We look to you this morning. We fix our eyes on you. And, Father, we pray for your peace, your peace that surpasses all understanding to fill us, to fill our hearts, to fill our minds. That when we go out of here today, we'll walk in peace. God, thank you that you are a God who loves to show up on a daily basis. Help us to recognize it. Help us to spot it. And Father, in this moment, I believe you're saying that those who will seriously look for you will seriously find you. So give us eyes to see this Christmas season in Jesus' name. Everybody says, amen. Hey, we've got about 15 minutes left, and so I, I encourage you right at your tables, just ask one another, hey, what? What is an area of your life that you're 
you're going to be looking for God to show up in? What's an area of your life that maybe you need God to show up in? Or maybe some of you have just some real quick stories about how, how has God been showing up uh, recently in your life? And then just spend some time praying for one another. So, okay. And then don't forget, uh, starting in January, it'll be Saturday morning, January 14th at 730 Ascribe unto the Lord.